Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, New York? What's going on, America? I am Rich Valdez. We're here live in Midtown Manhattan Talk Radio 77 WABC. It's six minutes past five o'clock p.m. It's getting dark out here. Our telephone number. I want you to join this conversation. We only have an hour. We got a lot to get in. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-WABC. So again, my name, Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. I'm at Rich Valdez on all social media. And I want to hear from you on a couple of different topics. We're going to talk about AOC's crazy comments about the economy. Governor Murphy's crazy comments about legalizing weed and what that implication is going to be with respect to the, the city, with respect to Jersey and you know the outer boroughs and how that's going to work. Plus, last night was the Tyson fight. I have a bunch of thoughts on that as well. And we might get into a couple other topics with election fraud if we can. Again, that phone number is 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The Democrats have always cried foul when they lose an election. That's nothing new. They use the system to destroy the system. You've heard me talk about this. You've heard Others talk about this. This is a quote from Saul Alinsky, and he gets it from Stalin, using the system to bring down the system. Now, the other day I was scrolling. You know, I like to scroll on social media, and I saw a highlight reel or a montage from Comedy Central kind of juxtaposing the 2016 race to the 2020 race. And it was from CNN, and they were basically saying that what we've got here is – a redo of 2016, but now the Republicans don't like it when the shoe is on the other foot. So with that being said, it's like, hmm, you got to stop and you think to yourself, well, what do you mean by that? They were making the case that, you know, Trump was saying back then that it was a rigged election. And quite frankly, he was right then. He's right now. Now, people say, well, hold on a second. If you're saying it was rigged, how could you say that it was rigged when he won? Quite simply, The rigging of these things, it's not one election, it's multiple elections, right? All elections are multiple elections. So I think this is an important point that we have to make. Why? Well, I'll tell you. Because people, we have free will. We have multiple secretaries of state in 50 50 states, plus there's county boards of elections and election commissioners and heads of those commissions Countless. I mean, it's obviously not countless. You know, every state has, you know, New Jersey has 21 counties. There's 40 some odd counties in other other states. And my point is there's a lot of people with their hands in the dough. Muchos mano en la masa. So what happens with that is we're dealing with multiple elections. Now, for those of you that are like, all right, Rich, tell me something I don't know. That's cool. I'm trying to get everybody onto the same page. And the reason that's important is because when you look at these 
multiple irregularities in multiple places, this is not just one election, multiple elections. So that's a point I want to make because I'm going to circle back to it. But the, the Democrats always use this same attack. Another thing Democrats always do is they say that capitalism, it's capitalism that's destroying the environment. Now, it's the reason they say that is because they want to single something out that affects them. There's true liberty attached to capitalism. When you're a capitalist and you exercise capitalism, you go outside, and I've made this example a million times, and you get the shoeshine box and you go and you start making money on the corner. That's freedom. You've got money. Ice Cube just a couple of weeks ago was on with, uh, I think it was with Chris Cuomo, and he was saying, in effect, here's the deal, that you can truly have parity, not P-A-R-O-D-Y, but P-A-R-I-T-Y, parity, if you got money. If you have wealth, black people are the same as white people. This is what he was arguing. And it to me, it reinforces the argument that yes, if you have wealth, you can level the playing field. It has nothing to do with race, in my opinion. It just has to do with having or not having. And the more access to having that you have, the more you can have, and the more you can do. I mean, it's, it's no secret that if you're broke, you grow up in a, in a poor neighborhood in the projects and in a tenement building, whatever the case is, you're not going to have the same exact opportunities that someone else would have. Now, I don't mean that you don't have the opportunity to run for office. Of course you would. But you don't have a, that network of high net worth individuals to go and get money from to raise money from so that you can run that race. So all of that is to say, yes, so-and-so may have it. But now if you take Ice Cube's kids or Puff Daddy's kids or any of those people, these people grew up with money. So to me, the, the racism argument holds zero water, zero water. But going back to the story, capitalism is destroying the environment. This is what AOC and so many others would have you believe. And to even say that, suggest that that people are poor because other people aren't rich. And that's exactly what AOC was talking about in this rant that she had on the Instagram platform where she put a screenshot of, of a response to a question during her Ask Me Anything segment of her Instagram. But um, reading from Washington Examiner, AOC's latest rant about billionaires is totally off base. And this is from Matt Palumbo. And it's interesting. And he says it's a shame that AOC has once again used her talent for going viral to spread misleading narratives that ignore basic economics. This time in one of her Ask Me Anything Instagram stories. Here's the quote. The question of billionaires is less about being a good or bad individual and more about the immorality of a system and economy that not only allows abuse of everyday people – but financially rewards the powerful who profit off of paying workers a living wage, keeping medicine expensive, or otherwise hoarding unthinkable levels of wealth for the very few by denying basic dignities of life for the many, is what she wrote. Now, the real simple premise here is that I'm in a studio. I'm looking at a, at a glass, and it's dark in there, so I can see my reflection. When I look in this mirror, pseudo-mirror, I see a chubby Puerto Rican guy. And the reason I'm chubby is because I like to eat. But here's the deal. You don't get fat when I eat. 
And in the same way, you're not poor because someone else is rich. It just doesn't work that way. But AOC continued and she said, billionaires are a symptom of a society that does not afford people basic elements of dignity. Concluding, if people want, we can revisit the billionaire question when everyone has health care, climate change is addressed, and people have actual dignified standards of living. So let's get this straight. AOC says, nope, you cannot benefit from what you've done in your business because there are people that are poor. She wants to force charity and she wants to use the government to force that charity. I think that this is a big mistake because clearly it's a warped way of thinking. A warped way of thinking, it doesn't make any sense. And quite frankly, it takes away from those that want to achieve. There are people that want to achieve, people that want to do well, people that want to amass wealth for their, for their families, for themselves, for the future, for their own legacy, whatever it is. That's their freedom. That's their liberty. They can do what they want. And we take that pursuit of happiness, that pursuit of life, that pursuit of liberty, we take it away from them in the name of poverty. And that's not what America is all about. So keep it locked right there. Our telephone number is 1-800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. I'm Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S on all social media. Keep it locked right there. Keep it local and keep it live. We'll be right back. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, New York, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, and you're listening to Talk Radio 77 WABC. I had an excellent time this Thanksgiving. I hope that you guys did too. It's still Thanksgiving weekend, in my opinion. If there's any food left, I'm going to be eating it. I hope you're eating your turkey sandwiches, any leftover pernil. Pernil is our one of our foods of choice. It's a roast pork shoulder. We had that. We had turkey. We had lots of things. Lots of coquito, which is like eggnog that's spiked Puerto Rican style. Really fun stuff. And... One of the things that I wanted to talk about in addition to food is pizza. We all look for that that special place that has the best pizza, especially when you're here in the city. And who doesn't love a good slice of pizza? Well, let me tell you about my pick for the best pizza. It is my friend's. Kenny, Phil, the whole team over at Bravo Pizza. They're at 107 West 37th Street, 107 West 37th Street. Their pizza's absolutely incredible. It's authentic, old-fashioned, traditional-style pizza. You know, the type that comes hot and delicious, delivered right to your door. And if you like a good grandma slice, hmm, there is no better place. I just had one here at the station recently. And we were all fighting over the last slice, the grandma slice. It was terrific. So listen, if you're a foodie out there in, in the NYC, listen to me. You're always looking for the best spot, and this is it. This is your best bet, the best hidden gem in New York City for pizza. Bravo Pizza by far has the best slice of pizza in the city. Best one I've ever had. And they're all over, and they deliver all over. They have a location in Queens, too. So if you have any Jewish friends like I do, they also have kosher. You won't believe it, but they're kosher, too. So listen. Try the pizza from the amazing team over at Bravo Pizza, 107 West 37th Street. Give them a call at 212-268-4499 or go to bravokosherpizza.com. 
BravoKosherPizza.com. Trust me, once you try it, you're going to agree with me that it's the best slice of pizza in the city. Now, speaking of the city, there's been a lot of things, and I don't want to get too off topic. You know, I come in here, and I have a bunch of things I want to talk about, and then there's all this news that just keeps coming out that I'm like, man, that sounds good. Oh, I like that too. But cover of the New York Post, the Ronegade, speaking of the city, and uh, Staten Island Bar decrees itself an autonomous zone in protest of Cuomo COVID lockdowns. Uh, not going to solicit calls on that because I, it's a great story, but we could probably do a whole hour on that. And we only have an hour, and I want to get to the other topics that I mentioned. One of them being the uh, weed that Governor Murphy has been talking about across the river. And I do want to get to that. So I want you to listen. Governor Murphy was on Hot 97 earlier this month, and he said a few things that, you know, he tied in the coronavirus, he tied in lots of different things. I want you to hear what he had to say. Check this out. You're right on all counts, Ebro. You and I have talked about it uh, uh, over the past several years. Uh, I, I don't have any insight into the ballots. They, they began, we allowed uh, county clerks to begin counting them a week ago Saturday, uh, but the penalties for disclosing what's on yeah, those yeah, ballots are very high. Yeah. But the public polling continues to be overwhelmingly in favor. I'm highly confident that today we will achieve a great milestone, and it is overwhelmingly uh, uh, a step toward, at long last, social justice. Uh, we, we inherited, when I came into office, the widest white, non-white gap of persons incarcerated in America. That's right. And the overwhelming reason was low-end uh, drug crime. And please, God, we will finally... Uh, wrestle this to the ground. It's taken longer than I wanted, uh, but I believe we'll get there uh, when we have the results from today. All right. So listen, Governor Murphy, low-level drug crimes is what is really affecting this largest gap between black and brown individuals. Tremendo miércoles, because I can't say another word on the radio. That's crazy. That's a bunch of bull. It's a lot of hype and don't believe the hype. Listen, there may be drug crimes that are affecting people that may be true, but the fact that it's a marijuana, no, that's not the case. Now, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. Yeah, there are people that get DWIs or DUIs, smoking weed, driving. That's still going to happen. Just because you're allowed to smoke weed recreationally, like you could walk down the street and not get locked up for that, doesn't mean you could do it while you're driving a motor vehicle, and it doesn't mean you could do it at your job. I know a lot of people that work in different places, they get urine tested, they're still going to get urine tested. Because that stuff impairs your ability to work. So I brought that up because I think it's an amazing example of how the left, how Democrats conflate things. You take something like somebody smoking a joint and turn it into this is how we're going to achieve racial justice. What? You're telling me that because people are now allowed to smoke weed like they do in Colorado, like they do in Los Angeles – and all over California, but I'm just saying if you've ever been you know, down in L.A., downtown L.A., you go to the store, you, you've got to climb through a, uh, a cloud of, of weed smoke to, to just get from one end of the block to the other. So the question to me is, what, what is the story here with Governor Murphy? But we talked about AOC. We talked about Governor Murphy. I want to get to Mike Tyson in a little bit because it was a really interesting fight last night, and I have some thoughts on that that I want to share. But I want to get to your calls. I love to know what your beef is. So let's go to the What's Your Beef phone segment. I'll give you the phone number. It's 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. And let's go to Kelly and Yonkers. Hey, Kelly, it's Rich Valdez. What's going on? Happy Thanksgiving. Hi, Rich. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. 
Um, just in regards to what you were talking about a little bit, it really hit home. Um, I have this discussion with my boss all the time about like when people get raises at the end of the year, mm-hmm. how it's like a blanket, whatever, 1%, 2%. And I always say to him, why don't they do merit raises? Right. And he kept looking at me. He's like, well, what are you talking about? I said, well, you know what? You have employee A, employee B, employee C. A is the one who goes above and beyond, and, you know, you never really have to be on top of them. They do it all. B is your average employee. They do just what's asked of them. And C is what I call your why bother. (laughs) And you know what? You keep giving your 1%, your 2%. you You don't commend somebody for doing a good job. Well, employee A is going to get tired and say, hey, wait a second. Why am I going above and beyond when I'm getting the exact same thing as employee C who's doing absolutely nothing? 100% and employee right. B is going to go both ways. Well, I think you're right, on, you're right on target. And this is why, I mean, most places that I've worked, Kelly, that's what they called it. The end of the year or annual beginning of the year thing was always called the annual merit increase. And it was based on a performance review. And if I did good and I helped that company make money, they liked that and they gave me money. If I didn't, they didn't. And when it was a bonus structure, I'd get a bonus. And if I didn't, I wouldn't. And I think that is so so key in the way that we do things. Now, I don't know where you work, but I know that a lot of places, including the government, they're happy, very happy to give away money. They're happy to give money away and say, you know what? You, you've been here and because of the fact that you keep breathing and you keep showing up to work, we're going to keep giving you raises every single year. And I think that's totally out of control. I think it's bananas. It's crazy. Thank you, Kelly. I wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Great holiday season to you. Let's go to uh, David in Jersey. Dave, what's going on? You're on with Rich Valdez. Thank you for taking my call. Happy Thanksgiving. Belatedly to everybody. I wanted to uh, address a little bit what you just said about AOC and I consider her to be a useful idiot. I consider Comrade Governor Murphy to be Pol Pot and King Cuomo oh, the wow. second, son of Maria Patraputa, King Cuomo the first. <laughs> uh, I consider Cuomo to be Stalin. He knows what he is doing. And, I mean, this mentality, uh, you, you just played the quip with uh, Comrade uh, Murphy where he said, thank God, I didn't know a useful idiot Pol Pot wannabe like himself actually believes in God. I mean, a lot of what is going on, people, you got to hit the alarm bells, especially those who are older, and tell the kids, hey, this ideology doesn't work. If God tried in the Soviet Union and tens of millions of people were murdered. You're right. It didn't work. They've tried it in a lot of places, not just the Soviet Union, but the the Soviets. And you had the uh, other socialists that tried to take over in Poland. I mean, it's been tried in so many places. It's never worked. Taking somebody's money because they have more of it than yours is typically known as theft. But when the government gets involved, they like to call it socialism and paying your fair share, which is a bunch of bull. But thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Let's keep it moving in Jersey to Whippany. Let's go to our buddy Nick. Nick, you're on with Rich Valdez. Oh, hi, uh, Rich. I love your show. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah I want to uh, tell you about this COVID thing. They're really, that thing really screwed up the election, made, made Trump look bad but the other thing i was concerned about is uh <clears throat> i was listening to you earlier you, you said you love to eat you know you love to eat and uh uh you were a little bit overweight a little bit chubby and you know i'm the same way i, I like to eat I'm a little bit chubby but that's a real serious problem you know when you get uh 
start pushing into your 50s and 60s. You know, thank God I'm not in my 50s. You know what else is a very serious problem? When people make nonsensical statements or even worse, when people walk into other people's fists, right? That's always a bad thing. <laughs> but I wouldn't recommend doing that and I wouldn't do that. But thank you for your call. I do appreciate that. And uh, if anybody's got a great comment, one that makes a little bit of sense, give us a call, 800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Kathy at Fort Lee. Kathy, what's up? You're on with Rich Valdez. Yeah, hi, Rich. I wanted to make a comment about the tape you just played about a- AOC. Yeah. Um, it's funny. She puts the word billionaire and climate in the same sentence, especially since billionaire John Kerry just got the job as, you know, our czar for climate. And she she is so out of touch. Yeah, you know well, you that, know, right? I think that a big John part Kerry of it, is back. I think what you're talking about here is, is important for us to recognize that – this is that same classic argument. Whatever it is we don't like, whatever it is that f- affects our ability to divide and conquer people, that's the enemy. So they're going to try and get people on this climate bandwagon as best as they can, as much as they can, because why? That's what they do. That's that's how they get you to say, hey, listen, you, you have to hate this guy and you've got to believe this. And anybody who does that is evil. And since capitalism gives us that freedom, You've got to hate capitalism. It's capitalism that's destroying the environment, so you must hate capitalism. So I think that's an excellent point that you bring up, Kathy. Of all people, John Kerry, with all his private jets and all his wealth, you know, poor choice, another poor choice. Yeah, no, you're 100% right, Kathy. Your phone was breaking up. I appreciate your call. Let's squeeze in one more call. Let's go to Ted in, I guess, Denville, New Jersey. What's going on, Ted? Yeah, hi. Thank you. Um, thank you for your comments, and I agree with what you're saying about AOC and, of course, the, Mr. Murphy. I don't know how he ever got elected. But what I don't understand is these people, like AOC and Murphy next this coming year, they always get reelected by overwhelming amounts of votes. You try to run against them. It's just who are the people voting for them, and why do they just keep voting them right back in? It just... The press doesn't ask them any tough questions. Murphy never gets asked a tough question. AOC, who votes for her? Where are all those people? What do they want? I, if you could please explain to me. It's just like there's no opposition. Yeah, well, thank you, Ted. The music means I got to go, but I will get to that answer, and I'll give you a little bit right now. And the answer is, I think, A, there's funny business in these very left-leaning, very big blue cities. And when I say funny business, I mean elections that may not always be on the level, which is why you always get these extreme characters. Plus, you've got people that are being indoctrinated by a lot of different thinking. Keep it locked right there. We're going to get to that and more when we come back. I'm Rich Valdez. You're listening to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. We are New York, talking about what matters to you on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, it's Rich Valdez. It's a call screener, who is a budding radio star, by the way. Richie Valdez is terrific. 
All right, New York, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, and the voice you just heard was that of the great one, the great one, Mark Levin, who you can hear right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC every Monday through Friday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. and all across the nation. And I got the opportunity to fill in for the great one on Friday. It's always a pleasure when I get to jump in the saddle and get on the mic and speak with all of the great Americans and Levinites all across the country. And that was a good time. So if you get a chance, check that out. But I also wanted to let you know, because I forget to make shameless plugs of my own work. Uh, this is America with Rich Valdez. This is the podcast that I host here on the WABC platform. And that is available Every Tuesday and Thursday, plus this live edition of This Is America on Saturdays. And in addition to that, five days a week, every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m., our sister station, Talk Radio 107.1 FM, WLIR, which reaches all the way out to Long Island and, of course, is something that you could stream all across the United States. And we do get calls from all over. You can definitely check me out there as well. So I'd appreciate that. I'm at Rich Valdez with an S on all of the social media. And I want to jump into the Mike Tyson fight from last night. We're also going to get to your calls. So let me give you that number one more time, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. Last night, Mike Tyson made his comeback. And I'm looking at this piece by John Levine, and it says that he used toad venom. That's what he credited his comeback with. And it told him he had to get in better shape, so he started working out. And I, I got to tell you, Tyson looked mean out there. I was disappointed overall in this fight because, I mean, first of all, it's it's Tyson. I mean, while I'm a, a fan of the combat sports, when you see the champ, or either of the champs come out, whether it's Roy Jones Jr. or Mike Tyson, but specifically Tyson, when you see him come out and he, you know, donning his Mao Zedong tattoo because he's a communist sympathizer or the, the Che Guevara that he has tattooed on his ribs it's like, come on, Mike, really? You made all that money in life and you're going to sit there and tattoo communists all over your body? But anyway, we have communists. We have communist sympathizers like AOC, like Bernie Sanders. Denmark, health care is a right. We have all these types of crazies out there. And what was interesting was the dude came out. His name is Blake McKinnon or McKernan. And the first thing he did was he took a knee. White dude comes out, takes a knee. And I was thinking all the other, the black dudes didn't take a knee, but the white dude took a knee. And that was the beginning of the end for him because he went in the ring and whatever, six rounds, eight rounds, he got the snot beat out of him. This tall white dude, lots of tats, really, really, really uh, well-built dude. And he just got taken down by a guy named Badu Jack. And that was crazy. And this is not the sports segment of This Is America. I just I, That's what I did yesterday and I was watching it and I just thought, you know, how interesting – how interesting that these guys came out of retirement. And, you know, Mike Tyson bounced back pretty good. I wouldn't doubt it if he said, hey, get me Joe Biden's doctor. I mean, get me Joe Biden's doctor, you know, because Joe Biden can resuscitate or Joe Biden's doctor can resuscitate just about anybody. But there was the funniest fight was Nate Robinson getting destroyed by Jake Paul, the YouTuber and Instagrammer in his boxing debut, which I thought was really funny if you have to, you know, you don't want to laugh at somebody getting knocked out, but he got knocked out. And it was a funny thing. Now, going back to Tyson's tattoos and this communist sympathizing and all of that stuff, this is part of the problem. When Tyson was locked up, this is where he be, he became indoctrinated. And this is to answer the question from the caller in the last segment. He said, how does that happen? How does AOC and all of these people get these voters? Well, for example, Mike Tyson, Iron Mike Tyson, this 
individual went to jail, and in jail, he began reading Mao Zedong and thought it was a good thing. Now, Mao Zedong, he says things like, political power comes from the barrel of a gun. Can you believe that? I mean, where's the democracy in that? Where's the republic in that? Of course, there isn't one. And that's because this is how they roll. The communists will always, it's, you know, roll with us or get rolled over. That's how they do their thing. And this is the same way so many individuals in our government are trying to do things. And they, they're taking a page out of communist China's playbook. 1-800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. Let's go to my buddy Jimmy in Brooklyn. Jimmy, what's up, man? Boy, you, you do a great job. Every time I put the radio on the other day, no matter what time, I heard Rich Valdez with an <laughs> S. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. I, I, get, I get a little bit of shine during the holidays. What's up, man? What's you on your mind? You did a great job. Thank you, Andy sir. Andy Cuomo, when he was the head of HUD, he hired a guy named Bill Chung to be something like a deputy director for the Northeast Region or Northeast District. Now, Bill Chung came from a group called the Communist Workers' Party. The Communist Workers' Party changed their name to Asian Americans for Equality because you're, you're more successful as a communist movement if you're a civil rights uh, group more than the, the get out in the street and you know attack cops, which the Communist Workers' Party did. Also, when Andy Cuomo was the head of HUD, he had a close working relationship with Communist China. He was working on something to help Communist China build housing. Now, a guy named John Berlaw from Investors Business Daily heard what we were doing up here, so he came up from Washington, D.C. to interview me and my Chinese friend, my good contact. So he has an article. I have it in my hand here. It's a national issue. That's the uh, section of the Investors Business Daily. HUD huddles with business to construct housing in China. Now, believe it or not, we couldn't get too much information of the actual details because the Clinton administration and 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 uh, Andy Cuomo were having these secret meetings with the Red Chinese. So, and you know, Jimmy, that doesn't surprise me in the least because the the Red Chinese they they do their thing in secret and they try to put their best face forward. This is something that I kind of um, address regularly with with uh, conversations that I have with people. And I just tell them, you know, they they get into this this frustration over the current state of affairs that we're in. And you're right. There's a lot of Democrats. I don't really know of many Republicans, although there's allegations, but there's a lot of Democrats that are more than happy to be in bed with Beijing. And Beijing Biden's probably at the top of that list. Um, Sleepy, creepy Joe Biden, known as Joe El Baboso Biden here on this program. So when we look at those things, I think it becomes a, a bigger or a larger problem that we have where we say, man, why are these people such communist sympathizers? And I think it goes back, and you know this as well as anyone, it goes back to how they learned, where they learned, where did they go to school, what is it that they were taught. People that that are activists that get into academia, people that are activists that get into the legislature, people that are activists that get into the courts – and when you have all of these people there, they influence people like Essential Andy Cuomo from the Essential Andy Cuomo podcast, which he just won an Emmy for, by the way, something I've criticized him for a long time about. And apparently the Academy thought he was doing uh, such a great job with those that they gave him an Emmy. But all of that said, the problem here is whether it's Andy Cuomo working 
to secretly build homes with the communist Chinese while he was HUD director under Clinton or what he's doing right now, taking a page out of their playbook as an autocrat. We have to stop it and we have to call it out because they continue to get elected and people are starting to think government is the answer. And government's not the answer. The Green New Deal is not the answer. Anyway, Jimmy, I thank you for your call. We could probably sit here and do it all day. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Let's keep it moving to Lou in Ocala, Florida. Thank you, Lou, for giving us a call and for streaming the show. Lou, how are you? Oh, hey, Rich. I am so glad to have found you. I was actually perusing Parlor and found the link to the stream to your show. So, awesome. Ta-da, here I am. Thank you. And it's wonderful. Well, And um, about AOC, just a quick mention of her, and I know you're already aware of this. She and her then-boyfriend, who was running her campaign, were discussing the Green New Deal and were overheard, and they cannot said it, that the real, it's not the environment that's the big deal with this, like all these environmentalists are all pumped up about. It's a redistribution of wealth. Mm -hmm. It's just another way to go after people's money. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, Lou, is when they say redistributing wealth, they're talking about stealing your money, stealing my money with government control through government coercion. And to me, it's 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 theft. It's not necessarily something nice. This is a very bad thing and we should paint it as a bad thing. It's the whole communist playbook and it's infiltrated this country. My mother was talking about this back in the 50s when my sister came home and they said better red than dead. And they weren't talking about conservatives. Yeah. Okay, and she yanked my and she yanked my sister out of that school. Yeah, well, and uh, she it. was actually a delegate for Ronald Reagan in the eighties. So oh, we cool. were taught as kids very early on what communism meant. And when these people want to say socialism, what we're really looking at today, if you really stare the truth in the eye, it's the Democrat Communist Party of America today. You're right, Lou. I couldn't have said it any better. Lamentably, the communist sympathizers, the left-leaning politicians within the Democrat Party have hijacked the party and they've taken it in a new direction. Lou, always a pleasure to hear from you in Ocala, Florida. Thank you for calling the program and thank you for following me on Parlor. I appreciate that. Let's keep it moving to Kenny in Whitestone, Queens. Kenny, what's on your mind? How are you doing, sir? Good evening. Great. Uh, concerning AOC, part of her district is in Corona, Queens, all right? And she has a part of the Bronx. Now, I grew up there. I was born in 52. I moved out in the 70s. And I still used to go back there all the time. I live in Queens now, still, in Whitestone. The demographics, now, I'm no AOC fan, believe me. I wanted Cummings to win. Uh, I know there's finagling going on. I hope this comes to, you know, to fruitation and we can see what's really going on in this country. But the demographics, there's a lot of, Ninety-five percent of the people that live in Corona, Hispanics, the Hispanics. A lot of them just got here. Some of them been here quite some time, and they vote for her. They see that she's Hispanic. Evidently, they voted for her the first time, and they voted for her again. This is what I think is what's happening as far as she is concerned. To me, she's not qualified. And let me ask you this. What was the problem when Crowley was there? I mean, Crowley also dominated. He was a white guy and had white people in his district and Spanish people in his district. True. And I would have liked to see him continue, but maybe they got fed up with him. He's been around a long time. This fresh blood came in. And they, like I said, I believe a lot of it has to do 
because she's Hispanic. She's Puerto Rican. But, but again, if that were actually the case, then, then it, it would have been difficult for Crowley to get elected in that same district. Yeah, but, you know, like I said, yeah, I, I hear where you're coming from. It makes sense. But I don't know how she got in. Right. I think I, said, I think demographics matters, but I don't think it's ethnicity. What I think is the issue here is when you when you're trying to take over a district, and this is something we learned from looking at Colorado. There's a book called The Blueprint, and we saw Jared Polis and the, what they call in this book the Four Horsemen. They we've seen them do this. They did it to destroy Colorado. Colorado was a very red state, and now it's a very blue state. And what happens is you've got these left leaning individuals and they hold on to something, whether it's the environment, whether it's gay marriage, whatever it is, and they'll focus district by district and they go into that district and they make no mistake, they're willing to do more than you're willing to do. They're willing to do more than so many people are willing to do because they're willing to uproot their lives from wherever they are in California, in Boston, wherever, and they will move to this city, into that area to affect the politics of that area. And this is no different in AOC's district. You import the hipsters. You import the millennials. This is this has been going on for a long time. This is why you have a sitting mayor right here in the city of New York. Bill de Blasio is not a New Yorker. He's a Massachusetts liberal because he was in Massachusetts and said, let me go and mess up the politics in New York. Guess who else is a Massachusetts Boston liberal? Self-proclaimed in that same interview that I played, and I didn't get to play it right now, but I, I wish I had that audio for you. Phil Murphy. He's not a, a New Jersey guy. He's a Massachusetts liberal. So we're taking people from these extremely liberal places and we physically move them and their families. They dedicate their entire career to taking over your politics, my politics, and our neighbor's politics. And when people are that committed, if we're not that committed to fighting back, we're going to lose. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S. You're listening to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. This is America. We are New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now it's Rich Valdez. It is not to say that someone like Bill Gates, for example, or Warren Buffett are, are immoral people. I do not believe that. But I believe. But he kicks his dog. Right, like yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying that. But I do think a system that allows billionaires to exist when. There are parts of Alabama where, where people are still getting ringworm because they don't have access to public health is wrong. <laughs> okay. So, hey, you get ringworm. This is a federal offense. And because you've got ringworm, people shouldn't be millionaires. Now, what's interesting to me is that we have this debate that somehow capitalism is bad, that being a billionaire is wrong. And, and I couldn't help but think – I was reading that article and the example they made was like if a guy becomes a billionaire because he has a supermarket and I thought to myself, I happen to know 
a guy that's a billionaire that owns supermarkets. And he's the owner of this station, John Katsimatidis, and he's considering a run for mayor. So as is uh, the great Curtis Sliwa. And, and I think they need to keep swinging. They need to keep doing it because we have all these communist socialist sympathizers that are in politics in New York. And they're all transplants. I think, A, we need a real New Yorker. And B, we have to have somebody that's saying, you know what? I'm focused on capitalism. I could not imagine why AOC, you know, in, in layman's terms, I guess regular thinking, why on earth anybody would think that it's a good thing for the government to give us handouts? Where on earth would the government get this money? That's right, from you and me. <laughs> so, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Thatcher said it best, that socialism um, works until you run out of other people's money. Anyway, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's go to uh, Gracie in Rockland County. Gracie, you're on with Rich Valdez. Hi, Rich. I listened to you on Thursday. I was so happy. While I was cooking, you were terrific. Thank you so much. It was a real and pleasure. And I, I look forward to this 5 to 6 and then Lydia 6 to 7. Okay. You want, look, I'm a New Yorker. I'm, I live in Rockland now, but I was raised in the Bronx. Okay? You, you could have fooled you me. A, you had in the Bronx. You know what I'm getting at? <laughs> so when I uh, – I'm 73, so God I'm not a you. kid. I've been around. Now, why they kept getting a, why uh, a, uh, AOC got elected was she, was she took over in the primary. So one, two, three, you know, once you're in the primary and you're a Democrat, you're going to win. Now, how come the man ahead of her kept winning? Because he was there a very, very long time, and the makeup of the district was still people that were democratic-minded. My father was an immigrant. He died a Democrat in 2001. I couldn't convince him otherwise. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's the mindset. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think there's also, when you look at that district, there is, it's a very diverse district, but a lot of these people are homeowners that pay property tax. And you would, you know, it begs the question, did these homeowners vote for someone like AOC? I'm going to guess that some of them may have and others may not have. But the real question becomes, why is it so skewed? Now, when we now we know things that we didn't know before, like we always knew there was some funny business in districts in New York, in Queens, in the Bronx, in these big blue states where it's difficult. This is why they don't even try. Republican Party doesn't even try to win. They did try to win the seat for Nicole Maliotakis because they measure these things, right? They call them D plus one, D plus two, D plus three. Um, but the district that AOC is in is D plus nine. I mean, this is a big part of the reason why I considered running. I went around and met people. I looked at what was going on. I said, man, we're going to need, you know, 10 years and $10 billion to win a race like this. It's a very, very difficult uh, race to win when you look at the numbers. So I, I get it. But I think what's important is, again, those two things. A, we have to continue to work on the hearts and minds of people. That's uh, one of the main things we have to do. And B, we also have to work on continued efforts in reaching people. And that's one of the things that I think is really important is reaching people over and over again, keeping a relationship with them beyond election day. So, Gracie, you are the best. You know your aces in my book. Thank you. I hope you had a terrific Thanksgiving and I'm going to ask you to stay tuned and call back so you can talk to Lydia as well. Anyway, let's keep moving. Thank you, Gracie. We'll go to William in Ocean County. William, what's on your mind? 
Yeah, hi. So uh, thank you for having me. I wanted to, first of all, comment on – I had two comments. One, one, firstly, my, my parents are, communi- um, are immigrants from the Soviet Union, and uh, I've seen through my background that the Soviet Union was trying to brainwash people with the Iron Curtain through the films that they produced and that they've shown people and this is really what we are experiencing here right now in America with the Iron Curtain and the big tech and the big media and the big Hollywood that we're trying to get, you know, brainwashed. But I wanted to comment on the, the thing that you asked. Why would the government be giving out so much money? And I believe that is because the Rothschilds own the uh, Federal Reserve. They make a good percentage. Well, of I every- didn't ask why the government does it. I asked why would people want the government to do it. But I appreciate your thoughts on that. Obviously, there's lots of issues with the systems that we have in place. But the real question is, it's our heart and our mind. And to me, that's the only thing that we can affect is our own heart and our own mind. But thank you for your call. I do appreciate it. Let's go to Clark and Parsippany. Clark, what's on your mind? Hello, Rich. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. You're welcome, and, sir. And uh, I, I am also a second-generation, third-generation immigrant. Uh, there's, uh, this is the biggest problem that we have as persons that, um, you know, um, if you think about your parents and your grandparents, they would die before they would take public assistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, our children, and even my children, my children are, you know, they're, they're a product of this last um, decades. Uh, you know, you've got to go back 20, 30 years of indoctrination that uh, they don't understand the distinction between what government is and what personal responsibility is, uh, they're wonderful children. Unfortunately, they're going to suffer through this next uh, phase that we're going to go through because we're, we're, we're looking into uh, a decade of, um, unfortunately, government control of our You're right. I think you're 100% right, Larry. What happens is, um, Clark, excuse me, the issue here is they want to make it look like one thing when it's really another and they do it over and over and over again. AOC is great at this. One of the things that she does best, AOC all out crazy, is that she'll she'll sit here and make you think that it's okay to steal other people's money and redistribute it. Larry, Brooklyn, what's on your mind? My family was slaves, was brought here, beaten, whipped. I'm not no immigrant. I'm still underneath that slave mentality. Thanks to the Republican Party, we was able to overcome that and became free people here in this country. Now, Mm -hmm. AOC, back in June, made a statement saying that Republican people hired black people to stand in a crowd and clap and wave, and we was hired as slaves. Now, when that guy, John, the police officer, was recently running against her, I told him to use this fact as a fact that she said it out of her mouth so they in that neighborhood in Queens and Bronx can get away from other black people, can get underneath that stigma of that you got to remain a slave to these Republicans, to these Democrats. 
You understand that? Totally. I totally get what you're saying. And Larry, I think you make 100% uh, sense. This is exactly what Democrats do. This is what they've done. They've done it in the election of 1864. They did it in the election of 1876. In my opinion, they've probably done it in every election ever since. This is why I say you've got to stand for something because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Thank you for joining us. Until the next time, hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez. This is America, and you're listening to Talk Radio 77 WABC.